Welcome to Stirring Words, where health and fitness experts Kim Taylor and Judy Ulrey explore God's wisdom on wellness. Listen in now on their weekly phone conversation. This is Kimberly Taylor with TakeBackYourTemple.com here with another episode of Stirring Words. Now, you might wonder where my sister Judy is. Well, as of this date, she's not feeling well, so I'm going to go ahead and cover our latest topic, which is spiritual warfare and weight loss. And we're talking about peace on today, but please keep Sister Judy in your prayers. I imagine that by the time we air this, she'll be better, but still. Prayer is always good, and I know that we all can agree on that because prayer changes things. So as I mentioned, we're continuing our series entitled Spiritual Warfare and Weight Loss. And our premise is that spiritual issues come into play in our weight loss journey as well as in our desire to overcome emotional eating. And so it starts with recognizing that we are in a spiritual battle. So in this session and in the ones to come, we will continue exploring the weapons that God has given to us to win. But before we talk about this, let's go ahead and open up with a word of prayer because we always want to invite the Holy Spirit into our sessions because we only know that Only the episodes that we record have the anointing will bring forth an abundant spiritual harvest. So let's bow our heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, in Jesus' mighty name, Lord, we are so grateful that you are with us during this Christian walk, that we do not walk alone, but we have the very spirit of the living God living on the inside of us. And therefore, we know that whatever challenges that we face, that we have wisdom and we have strength to face them and overcome them. So we are grateful, Lord, that your Holy Spirit guides us. We ask that you guide this conversation so that the understanding will come in terms of what is needed to walk in shoes of peace concerning our weight loss journey. So, Father, I yield myself to your Holy Spirit that the words that I speak will be words that will bring forth revelation in the lives of those who are listening. And I thank you, Lord. I give you honor. I give you glory. I give you praise in all things. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. And as I mentioned, what we're talking about is spiritual warfare in weight loss. And one of the interesting things I believe that I have encountered is that there are believers who think that they can somehow opt out of the spiritual war. But that is not an option. On the one hand, you have an enemy who wants to steal, kill, and destroy us because we are on the Lord's side. And then on the other hand, we recognize that we are an overcomer in Christ and that the enemy is under our feet because we are on the Lord's side. So I'm going to start out by reading Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 14. And it reads, put on the whole armor of God that we may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, 
against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. So we do not fight our spiritual battles alone. We must recognize that we have Christian sisters and brothers who are also engaged in the battle, and they will also need spiritual support. So we not only pray for ourselves in this battle, but we also pray for our sisters and brothers that they too may overcome. So as I mentioned last week, we were talking about the breastplate of righteousness and how important it is that we guard our hearts, guard our desires to ensure that our health pursuits do not become an idolatrous pursuit. So this week, we're going to zero in on the shoes of peace. And let me repeat that again. It's Ephesians chapter 6, verse 15. And it says, And having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Now, we all know that feet are used for walking, of course, right? <laughs> but we're called as believers in Jesus to walk worthy of God's call upon our lives. And we see that in Colossians chapter 1, verse 10. But we aren't called to walk barefooted. We're called to put on equipment that is suitable for walking, which are shoes. Now, we know that shoes are worn for protection, and shoes are also worn for comfort. However, you can be hurt or you can be ineffective if the shoes you're wearing don't match your activity. So here's an example. You put on running shoes when you run. You put on sandals in the summer. You wear boots during the winter. And to go hiking and so forth, you put on the proper shoes. Now, I've got a quick question for you, and it's kind of like you may think, ah, that's silly, Kim. But try to imagine running a marathon wearing sandals or flip-flops. <laughs> Now, the word says that to carry the gospel, we also need specialty shoes, and that is shoes of peace. And I believe that we also need shoes of peace in our weight loss journey as well. Now, you may wonder why I believe that. Well, it comes from the story of King David and his son Solomon and how the ancient temple was built. And we know that right now we're considering that our bodies are temple of the Holy Spirit. But back then, it was a literal building, a literal temple. Now, we know when we read the Bible that the Lord told David that his son was going to be building the temple. 
Now, building the temple was actually King King David's idea, but God wouldn't let him build it because he said that David was a man of war. See Kings chapter 6 and chapter 7. But God told David that he will allow his son to build the temple. And God said that Solomon could build the temple because he would have peace from his enemies. And I believe that that same principle is true today. Now, I believe that to build healthy bodies, we must learn to pursue peace, even though spiritual warfare is going on all around us, including in certain situations. But we also want to pursue peace. And from that place of peace, we can think clearer and make wiser decisions that support our health. So I'm going to cover and talk about for the next few minutes three areas of peace that I recommend that you pay attention to even as you're working to take back your temple and win the spiritual battles that you must fight. And these three areas of peace that I'm going to talk about today is your peace with God, your peace with yourself, and peace with other people. So first of all, let's go ahead and talk about the peace with God. And the scripture that I have for that one is Romans chapter 5, verse 1 through 2. And this scripture makes the point clear. It says, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we also have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. See, Jesus makes all the difference. The gospel's good news is that God's wrath against mankind's sin was poured out on Jesus Christ on the cross. His sinless life and his sacrifice on the cross paid the penalty for our sin for all time. Therefore, Jesus' blood covers us, which is cause for celebration. But unfortunately, many Christians believe that God is angry with them. They think that the Lord is disappointed with them when they make mistakes, but nothing could be further from the truth. Romans chapter 8 verse 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. And you've heard me say this statement many times, but I'm going to say it again. God is about restoration and not condemnation. He wants to lead you and guide you in the way that you should go. And as you submit to the Holy Spirit who lives in you, you learn how to walk in love, being imitators of God as a dear child. You seek after and you receive his wisdom as how to take care of your body and your life circumstances. You trust God to direct your path as he promises in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 through 6. And many of us know this scripture by heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. 
So that is the importance that we can have peace with God in confidence, knowing that by his Holy Spirit, he leads us and guides us in the way that we should go in our daily decisions, including in our health decisions. And in that truth, we can have peace. So let's talk about the second area of peace that we are to pursue, and that is pursuing peace with yourself. In John chapter 14, verse 27, Jesus makes us a promise. He says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled and neither let it be afraid. You can't be peaceful when you allow a troubled, fearful heart to dwell within. The phrase, let not, means that you have a choice in the matter. And the Bible gives clear prescriptions for troubled hearts. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, the scripture reads, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And that's Jesus talking. And then 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7 says, Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. And some people won't take these prescriptions because they don't want to go to God. They stay away because of lack of trust or believing that God is angry or disappointed in them. But think about this common reason, and that is the prospect of pride. You see, Many people take pride in how others view them. In some cases, pride makes them feel self-important in holding on to burdens, so others give them admiration. After all, they are so strong in carrying such a heavy load. And truly, and this is confession time here, in the past, I have been guilty of that one. In other cases, pride makes the person feel victimized in holding on to their burdens. Their reward is having other people feel sorry for them because of their heavy load or they get attention from a woe is me attitude. And either way, pride robs God of the glory that rightfully belongs to him through him carrying your burdens. God wants to be your strength, your shelter, your fortress, your power, whatever it is that you need. So when you are victorious, you can give God all the glory and not try to take it for yourself. The Bible tells us, and it's clear, that when we humble ourselves under God's mighty hand and let him exalt us in due season, he gets the glory and not us. God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. And we all know that we need God's grace every minute, every second, every day to be victorious in the challenges that we face. And finally, the last thing that we want to pursue peace, area in which we want to pursue peace, and that is peace with other people. And Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14 through 17 gives us direction in this area. It says, pursue peace with all people and holiness, without which no one will see the Lord, looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God. 
lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. Lest there be any fornicator, a profane person like Esau, who for one morsel of food sold his birthright. For you know that afterward, when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected. For he found no place for repentance, though he sought it diligently with tears. And here is something that I recommend to you, um, that if you tend to be an angry or argumentative person, watch out. Because other people will tend to shut you out and to avoid you. They're not going to listen to what you have to say, even if you want to share the good news of the gospel with them. So that is so important that we pursue peace with other people and not allow the attitude that some people can have to interfere with our ability to speak to others about the good news of the gospel. And Proverbs chapter 18 verse 19 tells us that a brother offended is harder to win than a strong city, and contentions are like the bars of a castle. Now, I have a word of warning, and that is that pursuing peace with all people does not mean giving into the dictates of our culture, because this scripture tells us that we are to pursue peace and holiness. And as God's people, we're called to live according to God's word. And when the culture makes decrees that are clearly not in line with God's word, then we must speak the truth. However, we do it in love and we do it in humility, knowing that we serve one who is greater than ourselves. And here's a tip. If someone tries to argue with you or cause contention, do not engage them. And old saying goes, a man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. And you can maintain your peace and stand on your beliefs, knowing that the Lord is your defender. So that is one reason why it's so important that we pursue peace with God, we pursue peace with ourselves, within ourselves, and pursue peace with other people. Because many times when we are stressed or depressed or angry or any other negative emotions, we might tend to go to food for comfort and strength When you, if you pursue peace the way that the Bible teaches us then we remove that source of stress, that source of depression, that source of anxiety, whatever. You deal with the problem at the root rather than trying to cover it up with negative health habits. So in closing, I recommend that we take 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 11 to heart, and that says, let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. So what I'm saying is seek after those daily decisions that bring peace. Health decisions are a great training ground for this. So turn away from those decisions that you know are not good for you. It's always, not always actually I should say, not always easy to do that, but afterwards you can expect to receive a reward. And here's my final scripture about that. And that is Hebrews chapter 12, verse 11. And it reads, 
Now, no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, afterwards, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness. We're going back to righteousness like we talked about last week to those who have been trained by it. And see, that is an operative word because our lives here on this earth, I thoroughly believe that our lives on this earth are basic training for what comes after that. Because we believers in Jesus Christ, we have an inheritance of eternal life that is waiting for us. So even though we might be going through stress and going through challenges, we have to be sure that we keep the main thing the main thing. We are here to represent the kingdom of God. So I exhort you to please put on those shoes of peace and share the peace that God has given to you with others. Remember those three areas, peace with God, peace within yourself, and peace with others. And if you pursue all of those, it will make things so much easier in the achievement of your health goals. So that's really all I have for today, and I am going to go ahead and close us out in prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, in Jesus' mighty name, Lord, we are so grateful that you did not leave us defenseless, that you gave us spiritual um, armaments to put on every single day to guard ourselves in this battle in which we find ourselves in because we are believers in Jesus Christ and we know that we face an enemy who comes not but to steal, kill, and destroy. So, Lord, let us take this seriously. Let us every single day ensure that we are clothed in our spiritual armor and that we put on our shoes of peace. Because, Lord, we know that your word says to be slow to speak, quick to hear, and slow to wrath. And I have to admit for myself that that is something that can be challenging for me to do during certain conversations. But, Lord, out of obedience to your word, it is my desire to do so. And I know it's the desire of my Christian sisters and brothers as well. And it is our desire to finish our race well in you, to have us stand before you, and you tell us, well done, good and faithful children, enter into the joy of your Lord. So thank you, Lord, that you never leave us, that you never forsake us during the battle. We are well equipped because we are in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and he told us to be of good cheer that I have overcome the world. And because we are in Jesus, we have overcome the world too. So thank you so much, Lord. Be glorified in us so that the excellency of the power may be of you and not of us. We thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor in everything. And it is in Jesus' name, amen. So thank you all so much for tuning in to Stirring Wars, and we will see you back next week. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Stirring Words. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss a session. And please tell your friends about us.
If you'd like to dig deeper into this week's message, you can reach Kim at TakeBackYourTemple.com and Judy at HolyHealthClub.com. Until next week, may you be stirred by God's transformative word. Thank you.